We love singing, but we love the word of the Lord. We love preaching. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Two wonderful anointed men are going to be preaching to us tonight. And the first one is Brother Rodney Betts. We love you, Brother Betts. He's preached for us. I think he stayed 13 weeks around here uh, blessing us. And uh, what an anointed ministry he has, along with his beautiful family and wife. What a singer. And just a blessed family. And we appreciate them so very much. A young man, I think he was 11 years old. Uh, they picked him up uh, on a Sunday school bus. Brother, go there. And, uh, and that was the beginning of miracle. Praise God. Hallelujah. Brother Johnny Godare's church. I mean, there's been some times they wished, he wished he hadn't picked him up. He ended up marrying his daughter. We won't get into all that. Come on, brother. Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Would you lift up your hands and your voice? Everybody in the house, lift up your hands and your voice and give God great praise right now. Would you do it? Come on, let's really praise Him with a loud voice tonight. God, you're so mighty, you're so mighty, you're so mighty, you're so mighty. God, we love you, we love you, we love you, we love you. I would direct attention to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. My ear monitor has gone off, brothers. If you can help me with that. Hebrews chapter 12 tonight. We'll get right in the word of the Lord and move quickly. It is a honor for me to stand in this pulpit to be in this service tonight. I give honor to Pastor and Sister Holmes, Brother Nathan, Sister Mandy Holmes. Amen. It's all right. It's back now. Thank you. We love them. I guess it's been about three years ago now we had the opportunity to come be with their family in this wonderful church. And we saw how hard this church worked for this camp meeting. I think we ought to give all the great saints of this church a hand for blessing us, making our stay very comfortable. I give honor to all the ministry that's in this room tonight, all the ministry that has preceded me in preaching, those that will come after me. I'm just very, very honored to be here. Hebrews chapter 12. I'm very glad to have my wife and children with me. They uh, came in Friday night because they wanted to be here for the entire camp meeting. I've been preaching in Durham, so I just got here late this afternoon, but I'm very, very excited about what I've heard and what the Holy Ghost is going to do tonight. Hebrews 12 verse 1. Wherefore, seeing also we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside 
every weight. Notice that. Every weight, more than one. And the sin, singular. The sin, which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. Notice, and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God. From these two verses tonight, for just a few moments, I want to preach to you what the Holy Ghost has dealt with me very strongly about the last several months. And my message tonight is the besetting sin of Pentecost. Now don't read anything into that. Just just stay with me. The besetting sin of Pentecost. I want you to put your Bibles down. One more time, would you raise your hands as high as you can? And would you give God a loud, loud worship that He's worthy... Would you pray for somebody beside you right now? Take somebody by the hand. Put your arm around their shoulder. Pray for him in the Holy Ghost. I think the Holy Ghost wants to help us tonight. Come on, pray for him. We're going to be seated in just a moment. Pray for him that the Holy Ghost falls on him tonight. We need a move of the Holy Ghost tonight. Ah, do everything you want to do tonight. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. I've not come tonight to debate who wrote the book of Hebrews. There is some discussion about that. Most preachers that I know believe the Apostle Paul wrote it, whether he did or did not. It is in the Word of God. It is just as divinely inspired as any other book. But tonight... With that in mind, the Apostle Paul in this chapter applies what he has collected in the chapter foregoing, Hebrews 11, and makes use of it as a great motive to patience and perseverance of the Christian race. We are here tonight to hear how to get closer to God. I'm not here tonight for a fashion show. I'm not here tonight to see or be seen. I'm not here tonight because I put aside some money to go to a meeting. But when the lights are turned out Tuesday night, 
I want to know more about God than I did Saturday night. When I get on the airplane or my automobile and head back home, I want to be closer to God than I was when I came. So Paul deals with the Christian race. He mentions in our text tonight, he mentions weights. Weights, weights pull you down when you should be moving forward. Weights makes duty and difficulties harder and heavier than they should be. Now, we could preach a long time tonight about weights, what different weights there are that weight us down in our walk with God. But I've not come to preach about weights. I want to preach what I felt like the Holy Ghost gave me several months ago, and that is the besetting sin of Pentecost. I've not come to beat anybody up. I've not come to hurt anybody. I've not come to be the voice of God for this apostolic church. But I have come to tell you what I have observed in my living for God. As Pastor Holmes mentioned, since I was 11 years old, being a full-time evangelist for seven years, starting a church when I was 22 years old, assistant pastor to a great man of God. So I've been around Pentecost a few years. I've seen a few things. And I do believe tonight that there is something that the apostolic church needs to bury. I want us for a moment to look at the context of the scripture. Paul had just ended the faith chapter of the Bible. He says in Hebrews 11, now faith, by faith, through faith, without faith. Paul had just walked down the hallway, God's hall of fame. I personally believe that these are the witnesses that we are compassed about. In our text, Paul mentions witnesses, plural. Paul mentions every weight inferring plurality. And then he talks about the sin, singular. Paul got very specific when he talked about this sin. Not only was it a sin, but he said it so easily besets us. What are you trying to tell us, Paul, using the word beset? That word literally means to attack from all sides. It means to harass. It means to surround or him in. I believe tonight that the Holy Ghost is going to give somebody in this house courage before you walk out tonight. I believe the Holy Ghost is going to strengthen the weak. I believe the Holy Ghost is going to lift up the down tonight. I believe the Holy Ghost is going to encourage the discouraged tonight. In Hebrews chapter 11, these really were the people that did know their God and were strong and did exploits. When you read Hebrews 11, you read about men. You read about women. You read about young 
and you read about old. You read about some that were from the palace. You read about some that were from the pasture. But all of these people, these witnesses I'm talking about, had one thing in common. And that one thing they had in common was they did not quit. I said they did not quit. I have come tonight to unburden my heart. I believe that the uh, besetting sin of Pentecost is the sin of quitting. Hang with me now. I'm going to preach it to you a little while. I do not believe that we ought to shout at camp meeting and go home and quit. I don't believe we ought to have a three-day peak conference and get our shout in and then go home and backslide. If there is anything that we need in the apostolic movement tonight, it is a baptism of passion. It is a baptism of power. Ah, Jesus said in Matthew 24, 13, He that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. I have not come this far to quit. It doesn't matter how high the mountain is. It doesn't matter how wide the valley is. It doesn't matter how heavy my burden is. I'm not going to quit. Somebody clap your hands to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is going to do something here tonight. Thank God for every sermon that we hear. Thank God for every song that we hear. Thank God for every meeting that we are able to attend. But more than all of that, if I never get to come back to another camp meeting, I'm going to walk with God till the day is done. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm telling somebody, I'm not just here because the hype is here. I'm not just here because the blessings are here. But I've fallen in love with Jesus Christ. I've fallen in love with truth. And I'm not going anywhere. We need to send a message to hell tonight. We're not going home and quitting. We're not going to quit our bus route. We're not going to quit our Sunday school class. We're not going to quit preaching. We're not going to quit singing. We're not going to quit shouting. But we're going to take some of what we got here back home. And we're going to have the biggest revival we've ever had. Paul said, this sin so easily besets us. I think it is interesting to note that he said it so easily 
besets us. The easiest thing you'll ever do is quit. The easiest thing you'll ever do is say the sun is too hot. The burden is too much. People are not responding to my ministry. People don't respond to my singing. People don't respond to what I try to do for God. When are we ever going to come to the fact of the knowledge that it doesn't matter what comes or goes? I want you to preach with me tonight. But whether you preach with me or not, I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost. And I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit preaching. I'm not going to quit singing. I'm not going to quit shouting. Come on, apostolics. It's time we get a backbone and say no to hell, no to the devil, no to the world. I'm not quitting. Notice. If you will, the key words in the verse. He said, run with patience. Run, run. That word run means to us, implies to us that we are in motion. Dear God, I hate dead Pentecostal church. I hate dead Pentecostal preaching. I hate dead Pentecostal singing. If there's ever been an hour that everybody that calls yourself apostolic ought to be in motion, it's right now. I'm not going home to sit down. I'm not going home to back up. I'm not going home to shut up, but I'm going home to stand up. I'm going home to do more for God than I've ever done before. Come on, apostolics. We ought to be in motion. I said we ought to be in motion. We should not stop prayer meetings. We ought to start prayer meetings. We should not stop teaching a Sunday school class. We ought to start a Sunday school class. We shouldn't stop a bus ministry. We ought to start a bus ministry. Uh, I've made up my mind don't let me offend you by this but I've made up my mind if Kobe Bryant can get on a basketball court and give it everything every time I get in the pulpit I'm going to give it everything I said if the ball player can give it all they got why don't you give it all you got when you sing why don't you give it all you got when you pray why don't you give it all you got when you worship tell somebody throw your head back and say I'm not quitting Come on, shout that at me. It is, you may be seated, it is the besetting sin of Pentecost. People teach Sunday school class for years and then they go to the pastor and say, I'm just wore out. 
I'm just weary. I need to go sit on the pew and get fed. I'm just obeying the Holy Ghost okay I don't think you ought to quit your Sunday school class I think you ought to get a baptism of fire at camp meeting I'm starting to feel starting to feel liberty right now I don't think you ought to quit doing what you're doing for God I think you ought to get in that prayer room and say God give me another anointing God give me passion I'm going to give it all I got Notice, notice what Paul said. Looking unto Jesus. Jesus is our supreme example. The Bible, Paul said it. He was the author. He began. He was the finisher. He completed. I just got to say this on the airplane today. I, I, I just meditated and thought about what the Holy Ghost wanted me to say tonight and I just felt this this afternoon I'm going to give it to you I think if we started out as one God preachers we ought to end up as one God preachers uh, now, now I'm, not, I'm not saying that to get you to shout I'm saying it just because I want to I think if we started out baptizing in the name of Jesus, we ought to end up baptizing in the name of Jesus. Be seated. I was taking my wife and kids to Charlotte, North Carolina, for them to fly to this camp. And we went through a city where uh, there used to be an apostolic church. And now it is an apostate church. I preached in that church many times in my early ministry. And they had three huge billboards, three big billboards all over Interstate 85. And they were advertising three power-packed, glorious nights with Trinitarian preachers. And I'm just going to tell you, that's part of my motivation to say what I'm saying right now. It made me mad. I'm sorry to act so spiritual, but it made me mad that you would go from being apostolic to being apostate. That you would go from being one God to let a Trinitarian in your pulpit. Hey, my preacher brother, can I say this respectfully? If we started out one God, let's finish one God. If we started out in Holy Ghost, let's finish in Holy Ghost. If we started out with the power of God, let's finish with the power of God. I'm not backing up on doctrine. I'm not backing up on holiness. I'm not backing up on revival. I'm not backing up on worship. I'm not backing up on loving God. I'm not backing up on it. Well, we get weary, preacher. We get tired. 
I just feel like I need to quit what I'm doing for God. Galatians 6 and 9 said, Be not weary in well-doing. Be not weary in well-doing. Do you know the only way you can start doing wrong is when you quit doing right? The only way you can stop being apostolic, the only way you can begin to be apostate, is when you stop being apostolic. The only way Satan can come into our homes, our lives, our ministries, if we stop letting God do what He wants to do in our midst. There is a hunger in my soul tonight. It's been there for the last several months. I am so tired of normal church. I'm not talking about the way we sing. I'm not talking about the way we preach. But I'm talking about get in, get it done, get out. My heart beat tonight is, oh God, I want you to do whatever you want to do. I want you to move any way you want to move. I want to be set with the power and the presence of the Holy Ghost I want to get something in this camp meeting that will take me on further deeper in the things of the Holy Ghost one man said it like this and I believe it there are too many dropouts in the school of Christ there are too many people that began in the fire and end up in the smoke. There's too many people that end up with passion and burden, but they they start with passion and burden, but they end up folding their hands and nodding their head. The writer, the wise man said in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, we know the story well, there's a time for this. Time for that. Time for this. Time for that. He gives a litany of things that there's time for. But you never read in that passage where there's a time to quit. Uh, I said there's no time to quit apostolics. This is no time to quit praying. This is no time to stop coming to church. This is no time to fit to pick your favorite service. I love all of them. I love Sunday morning evangelistic service. I love Sunday night drum beating service. I love Wednesday night Bible study service. I don't think this generation of apostolics ought to come to the place where we quit anything in God. Look for a moment as I rush to a close. Look at these witnesses. Look at them carefully. Paul said that these witnesses walked with God but they did not quit. They built boats but they did not quit. They sought for cities, but they did not quit. They bore babies past the age of childbearing, but they did not quit. 
They turned down royalty to follow God, but they did not quit. They subdued kingdoms, but they did not quit. They stopped the mouths of lions, but they did not quit. They quenched the violence of fire, but they did not quit. They escaped the edge of the sword, but they did not quit. They received their dead raised to life again, but they did not quit. They were tortured, they were mocked, they were sown asunder, but they did not quit. Oh God, where is a generation of apostolic couples and young people that say, I don't care if I'm laughed at, I'm not going to quit. I don't care if I'm made fun of, I'm not going to quit. They can ridicule me, but I'm not quitting. They can point fingers at me, but I'm not quitting. God, put it in our hearts tonight that we are not quitting. Paul came along in the book of Acts. Chapter number 20 and verse 23. And Paul said, I know what's in my future. There's bonds and there are afflictions in my future. There are questions in my future. There's pain in my future. There are unanswered questions in my future. There are some prison bars in my future. There are some difficult days in my future. But Paul, in verse 24, gave an apostolic answer to the assaults of hell. When he stood flat footed and said, But none of these things move me. They may laugh at me, but it ain't going to move me. My family may backslide, but it ain't going to move me. Somebody might say, why do you go to that tongue-talking church, but it ain't going to move me. Somebody might say, why do you got your dress that long, but it ain't going to move me. They might say, why do your hair grow like that, but it's not going to move me. I've made up my mind tonight, I'm going to follow him. I've made up my mind tonight, I'm going to love him. I've made up my mind tonight that I'm going to serve him. I've made up my mind tonight that I'm going to follow and walk with God. I'm going to win souls to God. I'm going to pray like I've never prayed. I'm not going to quit. I'm not, will you hear me? I know I'm being repetitious, but I'm doing it on purpose. I'm not quitting. I'm not going home and backsliding. I'm not going home and avoid the prayer room. But I'm going home and I'm going to have a revival. But I want us, you can be seated just a moment. I want us to send a message to God tonight. I want us to send a message to hell tonight. And I want us to send a message to one another tonight. I am going to say a word or 
a phrase. And I don't care if it's Sunday night camp meeting. I want you to jump to your feet and shout to the top of your voice. We're not quitting. Okay? All right? Somebody shout to the top of your voice. We're not quitting. Preaching. Preaching. We're not quitting. Worshiping, shouting, living hope, following God, loving our children, loving our past, doing the will of God. You hear us, devil, remain standing. We are not giving up. somebody to lift your hands lift up your voice and reach out to the Holy Ghost tonight come on lift up your voice lift up your heart lift up your hands to God right now God put passion in us. God put an anointing on us tonight. I'm closing. But for those that might wonder, what do you mean the besetting sin of Pentecost? You call it a sin, preacher. Yeah. Because the pastor James came along in James 4, 17. And said to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. To him it is sin. We don't need weak, need yellow belly, cowards and Pentecost. a struggle they give up and quit we don't need people that when their church goes through storms they bail out and quit we need people that will say with the prophet Micah rejoice not against me oh my enemy for when I fall I to send a message to our adversary tonight I may need to rest but I'm not quitting I might need to sit down for a while but I'm not quitting I might get weary but I'm not quitting I want you to do this for me I've been feeling this in the Holy Ghost and I'm walking away from this pulpit 
I want you to turn around and get with two or three people. I want you to pray for somebody in the Holy Ghost that God gives them a passion at this camp meeting. That God gives them an anointing at this camp meeting. I want you to pray for somebody that the power of God falls on them tonight. Come on, pray for somebody in the Holy Ghost. Pray for somebody in the Holy Ghost. God, pour it out. God, pour it out. Come on, let's pray, church. God, give us passion. God, give us anointing. God, give us a burning desire to fulfill the will of God. Somebody lift your voice. Lift your voice. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Talk in tongues with somebody. We need something tonight. We need an anointing tonight. We need a passion tonight. 